This is Get Money, an entertaining podcast, yes, but also a guide to getting your financial shit together. So I had to build credit from scratch after moving to the US six years ago. But lots of my friends talk about spending their childhoods hearing their parents freak out about their credit. And so now they're freaked out by their credit too, of course, because like that's how that shit works. On this episode of Get Money, we're demystifying credit and credit cards. I'm Amber and I've got my friend Carl here. He's worked at the big banks and is about to be a lawyer. And we're joined by AJ and Shane, certified financial planners and co-founders of a financial planning firm called Brooklyn FI. Hey, everybody. What's up? Howdy. How's it going? All right, let's Get money. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So here's some vocab you should be familiar with. A credit score is a statistical number that evaluates your credit worthiness, aka how much someone can trust you to pay back a loan, and is based on credit history. Lenders use credit scores to evaluate the probability that you will repay your debts. A person's credit score ranges from 300 to 850, and the higher the score, the more financially trustworthy a person is considered to be. What is like a decent credit score? Like how what classifies as being pretty good? What ca- classifies as being like really bad? What classifies as being like the fucking best? <laughs> I think AJ knows chomping at the bit. <laughs> yeah, for this one. it just it depends on which lender you're asking. But if you want a ballpark, um, generally we say above like a 760, 760 to 850 is a great score. Um, you're going to qualify for the lowest mortgage rates. You're going to get the access to the best credit cards with the lowest interest rates, the best perks. You know, between 650 and you know 760 is kind of like okay, you're doing pretty well. You know, keep going, and then. We start to see like below 650, that's when we get into the fair and poor situation where you're going to be, you're going to be charged a premium. So you're going to be charged higher interest rates for, you know, showing a poor credit history. So it can really impact like different aspects of your life that maybe you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, what's the first word that comes to your mind when you hear credit card? Free flights. <laughs> I was going to say Paris as in free flight to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I would say nervous because I like all the benefits of the points, but get very nervous about not being able to make the the payments in time. You know, I think when I think of using credit cards, it's like, what's the warning on a bottle of alcohol? Drink responsibly. Use credit responsibly. If you're in a position where you've got steady income and you're spending less than you make, yeah, absolutely use credit cards. Grab all those awesome points, get those sign-up bonuses, get free flights, get free hotels. If you're not in a position to do that, don't do it. The points are a marketing campaign. So if they're going to get you in the door with that nice bonus, but you don't have the income to support your spending, you're going to lose the credit card game and you're going to end up on the other side of that where you're paying interest on money you've already spent. I know a few friends who just use credit cards for the points. They literally swipe, 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 and then they pay it off maybe three or four days after just so they can get the points. How many credit cards should I have? How many should you open? Well, EJ and I have different opinions on this one, actually. 
AJ, how many credit cards do you have? I have six credit cards and two business credit cards. Hmm. I have 16 credit cards. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like a, like a doctor that smokes right now with my, me having 16 credit cards. I, that's definitely not good planning advice for anyone listening to this. You don't need more than five credit cards. I, I, I think that's going to be a really bizarre situation where you need more than five, you know? How often should you open a new credit card account? I think when you're starting to build credit early on, it makes sense to open a few cards because eventually when you are trying to buy a house or yeah, trying to move into an apartment and they need to check your credit, you want to establish that credit history. So when you're starting out, yeah, your age is zero, tack on those cards. But as you're starting to get into more maintenance mode and you have a card you like, just stick with that card. Also, okay, I know calling someone on the phone is scary, but if you're applying for a new credit card, call them up on the phone. Don't just apply online. You can ask all the questions you have and they'll stay on the phone with you because they want you as a customer. To anyone out there who's afraid of opening that credit card or using that credit card in your wallet, this one's for you. Now, one of the important things about your financial situation is improving that credit score. But in order to improve that credit score, you've got to use credit cards. It's about debt management, not debt accumulation. So if that credit card is in the mail, don't be afraid to open it. Just set guidelines to how you're going to use it and how you're going to consistently pay it off. Because I damn well know that you will. So when I'm applying for a credit card, who is it that is actually approving me for it? And who's checking my credit score and who's making that decision? It's me. No, just kidding. It's not me. It's AJ. <laughs> it's me. I'm the credit card She's princess. Personally reviewing a billion <laughs> credit card applications a year. Uh, it depends. For the most part, it's yeah, it's going to be some AI, some algorithm putting a fact, basically reviewing your credit report and credit score, saying yes or no. Then it goes to a human team for review. If you are rejected, you can appeal. Try to get a human. Try to get them to explain why you were rejected because often they won't tell you why you were. It feels shitty to get rejected by a credit card. It feels shitty to get rejected for anything. Does checking your credit score affect it? You checking it doesn't, but a creditor checking it does. So that that's a it's what's called a hard inquiry. <laughs> Sit on that one. Um, so if you apply for a credit card, it's going to be a hard inquiry. If you apply for a mortgage, it's going to be a hard inquiry. Those uh, negatively affect your score, but not in a dramatic way. And those uh, disappear after about a year and a half. Um, so don't worry too much about those. But yeah, when you if you apply for six credit cards, you're going to have six hard inquiries. I was rejected twice for credit, a credit card, and I literally was like, "This is the most insulting rejection of my life." Oh, it comes! It comes in the mail. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, you no, got, you I got, got one instantly. One told me straight away, and then I tried again, and then it was like, "No." Like, what if you got a, a decline? What if you got an invitation to a wedding in the mail, but it said that you were specifically were not invited to the <laughs> wedding? Damn, that's dirty. Oh, uh, you can't come. Knowledge is power. So let me explain an important concept real quick. If you ever had a credit card or a debit card, you probably saw a little small logo on it. It either said Visa, MasterCard, Discover, or American Express. And you probably thought to yourself, who the hell are these companies and why the hell are they on every single card that we have? Well, these companies have networks built with merchants and banks. They essentially track all of your transactions. They process them. Think of this as a road. And Visa, Discover, MasterCard, and Amex are essentially the toll booths on that road. 
not only they collect a fee for every transaction, but they also tell who was on the road at that time and who passed through the toll booth. So the credit card processor is essentially the middleman. How does like using a credit card poorly then affect my credit score? Well, it affects your credit score negatively. Usually paying late knocks some points off, but not paying the card back at all can knock a lot of points off. And it's much easier to lose points than it is to gain them back. It's like kind of having like a a girlfriend, you know? Uh, You know, it takes a long time to earn her trust. But, you know, once you get that one text from that girl, it's hard to get her trust back. So, you know, try to think about it that way. Classic. (laughs) The credit score, it's such a black box. Um, You know, the the different things that go into that number, that three-digit number, you know, at the at the bottom end is of things, a 350, at the high end, an 850. There's no reason anyone needs to have an 850 credit score. That's like shooting for the moon. I don't even have an 850. I'm above an 800, but not an 850. Um, but like so, so much, sorry, humble brag there. Or that wasn't even humble. That was just a brag. Um, so much goes into the score that we could spend all day talking about the mechanics. But essentially, the score is dynamic. When you make one move, your score can go up or down relating to so many different things. It could be the utilization rate, which is how much credit that's available to you you're using. Uh, it could be the age of your credit. So if you're a new borrower, let's say you just arrived in the United States, you're trying to get a credit card, it's going to be hard for you to get a credit card because you have no history. No no lender, no credit card company is going to be excited about opening a new credit card for you because they don't know how you've behaved in the past. So there's no easy answer for what actually goes into the score, but paying your bills on time is one of the most impactful aspects of the score. So if you miss a credit card payment or you miss a student loan payment, that can have a really drastic impact on the score. Um, so you want to make sure that you're on top of payments. One of the first things we do with all of our clients is set up auto pay for all of their cards and uh, loans, just because the, the minimum fee is just easy to forget. People get busy. You got 10 different accounts. You miss one of them because you're busy and then you're suddenly not at 100% and it has a dramatic impact on your credit score. So that's one thing we advocate everyone on this listening to this podcast. Just please set up minimum payments on all your credit cards, your student loans, and anything else that you might owe people money for. A minimum payment is the smallest amount you have to pay to your credit card company in a particular billing cycle. If a balance has accrued, pay it. The credit utilization ratio is the percentage of how much you've charged to your credit card versus the maximum that you can put on the card. For example, if you have a $10,000 credit line and you spend $5,000, your ratio would be 50%. Lowering your ratio can help improve your credit score. The age of a credit card is how long a credit card has been open for. The longer a card has been open, the better effect it has on your credit score. I want to know... Like high school, is there such a thing as extra credit? Well, <laughs> sort of, actually. Oh, really? I'm interested in this hot take. Yeah, I, I got, I got a little bit of a hot take. It's not necessarily extra credit. Like I said, there's no reason you need an 850. That's silly. Um, just having a great score is good enough. But what you can do is if you have a family member or a close friend or significant other, ah. uh, they can actually help your score out if hmm. they have great credit. It's called, uh, you, they can make you an authorized user on their card. Actually, I made Shane an authorized user on one of my That's right. older credit cards. I ran it up. <laughs> you're allowed a burrito a week, as we discussed. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> 
Um, you can make someone an authorized user and then you absorb their positive credit history, you absorb their credit age, and it can give your score a nice little boost without you doing anything really. Obviously, this has to be someone you really trust and you have to figure out, make sure that you're close enough that the arrangement makes sense for both of you. Um, but that's a little trick for you there. I'm calling my mom tonight. Yeah. <laughs> mom. I heard about your score. What's up? Hook your son up. It hel- yeah. I mean, there's six things that impact your credit, and it helps three of them. The number of cards, it adds a card. The utilization rate will go down if there's no balance on it. And then it adds age to your credit score. So it's usually your friend's oldest card with no balance that isn't used that often is what you want to, that one to be added as an authorized user on. Are you listening, Mom? I'm going to need that. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> so what are some other like really good quick ways to increase your credit score you want all of our tricks on yeah. there <laughs> how are they gonna get paid how are they gonna get paid if they give away all their tricks it's not man. about them getting money it's about everybody else getting money <laughs> we got money we got money a quick way to decrease your utilization rate therefore increasing your credit score is to just call up your bank and ask for more credit the less credit you're using the better your score so if you have more available to you that's a win for your credit score and one other thing to watch out for is you might have a high credit score because you've got one card with a high limit that you never use but that is a high score but it's also called a thin file which is a secondary qualifier um, where someone will look at like, hey, the credit score is great, but they only have one credit card. So they don't have a good mix of credit scores and, and a multitude of types of credit. So, um, you know, they're not, uh, these creditors aren't dumb. They're not just going to take a credit score and slap you slap down a mortgage for $300,000 for you. They, they think about the qualitative aspects on top of the quantitative stuff. Yeah. And student loans actually help your score a lot. Having student loans, paying them back um, on time, that's key, key point on time, not missing payments, that adds a lot of weight, a lot of ballast to your credit score. So, um, you know, mm. if you if you borrowed a couple times a year for four years of undergrad, you could have, you know, 16 different loans uh, making up part of your credit score. So that's going to make your score go up, actually. Ballast. It's, good. Mm. it's a boat term. It's a good one. Here's one way not to get scammed. Make sure you read what's called the Schumer Box. That's the mandatory disclosure for interest rates and payment terms when you sign up for a new credit card. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now let's bring in our producer, Ivana, with a question that she's not too afraid to ask. Um, so I have a question about credit. We were talk- we've been talking about credit and credit cards. How much of my available credit should I be using? If you want a rule of thumb, um, you should be using less than 30% of the credit available to you. Um, that's just a, a nice, easy mark. You're going to have a, a green check mark in the utilization rate category when your credit score is calculated. And the way we would calculate that is, let's say you have a credit card with... To keep things simple, a $1,000 limit, you charge $300 a month. 
you're good. That's great. But the minute you get above 300, then you're inching towards above 30%, and that's bad. Cool. Maybe we should expand on that because you shouldn't carry a balance. Oh, I thought you should carry a balance, just like a very small one. It's just to show that you used it. Well, um, credit card companies don't actually look at the like the balance on it. They just look at the credit score. So what would impact the credit score would be your utilization rate, and you want that to be as low as possible, like south of 30%. Does that answer your question? That answers my question. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. This is how you get money. So when it comes to credit and credit cards, number one, don't let the credit card companies win. If you're not going to be able to pay off your statement balance each month, the fancy travel rewards just aren't worth it. Number two, there's no exact formula to how your credit score is calculated, but we know it's impacted by six things. The age of your credit, your utilization rate, your payment history, derogatory marks, the number of accounts that you have, and the number of hard inquiries on your score. Number three, remember, credit cards can be used to your advantage to help you build your credit. It's another type of credit. It can add a higher limit to your utilization rate, and it can add age to your credit score as well. Here are three tips to help you become a master of credit. Number one, keep your credit score healthy. Don't close older credit cards. Having them open helps the age of your credit score. Number two, don't miss minimum payments on your credit cards or loans. That's the biggest detriment to your score. Number three, the Schumer box is the mandatory credit card disclosure brochure that will tell you exactly what interest rate you're going to be paying on the balance. Always find the Schumer box on your credit card applications before signing the paperwork. Time is the best remedy for fixing past mistakes on your credit report. Your derogatory marks will fade, your age will mature, and those hard inquiries will drop. You don't need a perfect 850 credit score. So don't get too obsessed with your credit score. Your score matters with big things like getting a mortgage. You'll have access to the lowest interest rates with at least a great score, that's in quotes, of around 760. So hang in there. If you learned something from Get Money, we want to know. We get really excited when you guys text us. Hit us up at 917-905-6636 and tell us how Get Money has changed your life for the better. I need money for overpriced sneakers. So that's all for this episode of Get Money. Get Money is an original production from Gilded Audio and ACAST Studios. Our last episode of the season is all about taxes and just in time for tax season. Listen in so you can do your taxes a little bit better. I need money for my Equinox membership. Check us out at getmoneypodcast.com and follow us at getmoneypod on Instagram. Get money! 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.